0: April 19, 2020, Jesus is Tempted, lesson from Luke chapter 4, also repeated in Matthew 4 and Mark 1.
1: Uh, as we start the lesson today on the temptation of Jesus, uh, Grady Friday is going to uh, start the class with prayer. Our
2: Father, we thank you so much for all the blessings that you give to us thank you for this opportunity we have to come before you today Lord. I thank you especially for the channel of communication of prayer that we can come to you by prayer and we can do that without the social distancing that has to be done in this world today Thank you for the modern technology that enables us to join you electronically and to study your word. Thank you for Coach Kynes and John Austin as they bring this to us at this opportunity every week. Father, your word tells us that all things work together for those that love you. And we know that the coronavirus is among us all. But we think possibly it's given us an opportunity to slow this fast world down. That we might spend more time in Bible studies to you. That we might spend more time in prayer listening to you. Lord, I pray today for our pastor and our staff and our church. And I thank you for the opportunities we have through this same media to worship you on Sundays. Father, I pray for the Agape class and all of its membership and all of their families. Father, I pray for each one today. Thank you for their willingness to serve because we know this is a class that serves you. And we pray your continued blessings upon them and all of their families. Father, we pray that you'd use us in your service in any way we possibly can and during this time we realize that also we have an opportunity to search for our one and may our one be one that doesn't know you personally and maybe through this virus that he will be more accepting to our leadership and to see the love of Christ in each of our lives Father just use us every way that we possibly can be used
1: what is in your name we pray. Amen. Amen, and thank you, Grady. Okay, John Austin is going to read uh, the scripture for us today
0: uh, found in Luke 4. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days and at the end of them he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you're the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, It's written that man does not live on bread alone. The devil then led him up to a high place and showed him in an instance all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to Jesus, I'll give you all of this and all the authority and the splendor for it's been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. So if you'll just worship me, it'll be all yours. And Jesus responded, It's written to worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil then led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written that he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They'll lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Then Jesus replied, He says, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had finished all the tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Thank
1: you, John. You know, this uh, the, the recording of the temptation of Jesus is found in three places. Uh, it's found in Matthew, the fourth chapter, and it's also found in Mark. So as, as we look at it, each one of them uh, adds just a little different touch to it, but uh, it, it's an amazing, amazing uh, set of verses. And even though it's 11 verses, it's the point where almost every word in those 11 verses uh, lead to the... Uh, uh, to, the, to the realization of the verses. And and the first thing that uh, that John read there, it said, and Jesus. And if you look over, it says, and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, turned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. And if you flip over to Matthew, Matthew takes all of that and he explains with one word, then, then Jesus. You know, I can remember Ike standing uh, at the at the podium and and uh, teaching us that to pay attention to the first word of of a chapter or a verse and how it will relate back and lead you exactly to what God's trying to teach us in that. And with if you look at Matthew, it says then Jesus. Well, the then was the baptism. You know, it says here in Jesus full of the Holy Spirit. Well, when Christ was baptized. The Holy Spirit came down in the form of, of a dove, and it says, and Jesus straightway left the, uh, the, the water. He, he got up out of the water, filled with the Holy Spirit, being blessed by God, and God sent him immediately into the wilderness. Okay, and that's Isaiah uh, 61.1 says, that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Hey, Jesus explained in right there exactly what had happened at his baptism in the form of a dove. The, the Holy Spirit had come down and rested on his shoulders and he was led in the spirit to the wilderness. Now the wilderness was literally that. There was nothing there but uh, the wild animals and, and it was a very desolate place and if you look over in Mark I I never had thought of this but if you look in Mark Mark says and he was there with the wild animals now he wasn't there to fight them he wasn't there afraid of them he was there as their creator he had created if you look in Genesis it said God brought all the animals by him and whatever he named them that would be their name you know, so animals have a, a, an instinct for the person who, who raises them, who's caring for them, and the wild animals knew that Jesus was their creator, and he was with them in the wilderness and was there for 40 days. Now, John read the three instances that we're going to look at today, but make no mistake now, Jesus was tested for the entire 40 days. If you look at Exodus 34, 28, it says this, For he was, he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He neither eat bread nor drank water. And then he wrote on the tablets the word of the covenants of the Ten Commandments. So Moses, Christ is following in the same path that Moses did when Moses gave us the Ten Commandments. And now Christ is going to give us the plan of salvation. And he went through the same 40 days of, of, of temptation that Moses uh, went through. And the main point of this lesson now is how the Lord deals with this temptation in the light of his humanity. Matthew, Mark, and Luke write about the humanity of Christ, the, the, the son of man. Luke, did, uh, but John doesn't do that because he writes about the, God as being the son of God. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke writes about him being the son of man. So uh, John's the only uh, of the four that, did, that doesn't include it, okay? So after these 40 days now, he is tempted every day of these 40 days, okay? Now, the, there's three temptations that we're going to take a look at, okay? And It says, and he ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended, he was hungry, And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to be turned to bread. And Jesus answered him, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Okay, and it says he, 40 days he went without food. John, reckon how long me and you could go without food? (laughs) <laughs> John said three you know sometimes I have a hard time John going from breakfast to lunch yeah. you know you just fight that little thing and hunger takes over and and you you know I'm not being light about it I'm just saying uh um I, uh I, I knew a guy one time I, I, I worked with that uh that went on a 40-day fast he and his wife and his wife didn't make it uh uh, she she got to about twenty five or thirty, he said, and she dropped out. But when it was over, he told us it was the it was the most uh, spiritual thing he had ever done in in his entire life, and it changed his life. So here, God is uh, Jesus has been without bread for forty days, and then it's the devil says this, and this is this is so important. It's amazing how one little word. It says, "If you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread." And the word "if," uh, if you, there are a lot of commentators and a lot of Bible scholars that say that if you look this up in the Greek, the Greek word there can actually be interpreted not as "if" but "since." The devil, wasn't, the devil knew exactly who he was dealing with. He wasn't trying to see if Jesus was the Son of God, but what he, he, he said, since you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And I like your, your uh, interpretation of the Bible there a lot. God, it says, tell, tell this stone. You know, God spoke the world into existence. And it says that there was nothing created that wasn't created through Jesus Christ. So Jesus being the, the instrument of creation, all he had to do was speak to the stone and it would have become bread instantly. And Jesus answered him, it is written. You know, it's an amazing thing as we look through this that uh, we see that uh, Jesus used the Bible to answer Satan. In every time. Okay? And, and, and in uh, verse 4 it says, And Jesus answered him, It is written you shall, that man shall not live by bread alone. And other, the other translations say, But by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. Uh, the Lord our God has, has led uh, the children of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness and that, that he might humble them, testing them to know what is in their heart, whether or not they would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled them and let, let them be hungry and fed them with manna, which which they didn't know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And that's Deuteronomy 8, 2. And three, and that doesn't mean that God just gave us a book to follow. Uh, if you look at Ephesians six seventeen, it really explains what the Word of God really is. And the Word of God is the Word of the, the Sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, sharper than any two edged sword. So God gave us a, a something to fight with so every time he was tempted by satan and and it's amazing every one of the answers comes from the book of deuteronomy okay now the the summary of this first one would read something like this even though jesus was hungry and vulnerable he succeeded where adam failed jesus whose spiritual priorities Uh, Over the desires of his flesh, he fought back against temptation using the word of God. Do not miss these parallels throughout uh, the temptation between Jesus and Adam. Where Adam failed... And and the curse of sin entered the world and Jesus succeeded and would usher in a new era where sin is being conquered and death will be no more. We also see through Jesus' example that we too have the power of the Spirit and the Word to withstand temptation no matter how vulnerable we are. And and the the fault of ours is that we don't use this uh, uh, as we need to more uh, we let things pass that we could we could fight that temptation simply by the word of God, okay? Now the next uh, temptation starts, and the devil took him and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And he said to him, to you I will give all this authority and their glory for it has been delivered to me and I give it to whom I will. And he uses the same phrase. If you then will worship me, it will be yours. And Jesus answered him. Okay. Now what, what we have here is uh, this is the, the part where in Matthew, this is third and in Luke it's second, but it, that part, I don't, you know, to me, and I may be wrong, but it, it, the, the 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 order of it uh, isn't as important as the fact that it's there, and God gives us a chance to look and see what He's talking about here, and what He's talking about here is uh, in John twelve thirty one. Uh, the devil had he had the world, and it says this in John twelve thirty one. Now. Is the judgment of this world now? Will the ruler of this world be cast out? And that's found in John 14, uh, uh, John 12, 31. And if you look further in John 14, 30, it's uh, Jesus said, Jesus said, I will no longer talk much to you, for the ruler of the world is coming. And then he adds, But he has no claim on me. Okay, so both of those you see, the Bible is teaching us that Satan is, is, is in control of, uh, of this world. The sin in this world is controlled through Satan. And, and so what, what Satan is trying to get uh, Jesus to do here is, is to, uh, to look and to see the, all the glory that's in this world. And he said he did it in a moment of time. You know, I, I thought about that a long time. Uh, they say that, uh, you know, when a person dies, his whole life passes before him. They say that a uh, that that uh, in a hallucination, a, a person can see an extremely amount of time. Well, Satan showed Jesus all the glory that is in this world in a moment of time, and and you know th- that that part really really. St- struck and stuck to me. The glory of this world. You know, a a lot of people go through life seeking glory from this world. They do things at work. They do things in their jobs, simply so somebody will say, man, wasn't that a good job? You know, you did great there. You did. Uh, There's a lot of things uh, once we really sit down and look at it that we certainly don't have the power to do except by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I've never ever sat down to put this lesson together that I'm not reminded under your own power, you don't have the power to do anything to, to teach this class about Jesus Christ. But if you'll just slow down and use the word, that through God's word, God speak to, to, to the class for us by himself. And so that's, uh, Satan certainly had this power. A lot of people said, well, he, you know, he was just presenting that out uh, to lure Christ. No, he had that power. The, the, he, Adam gave him that power through sin. His power comes only through the sin of man. And he says, if you will, I will worship you. And, and I really believe that uh, this little conclusion part uh, really amazed me. Uh, but he was now ready to give everything to Christ in return for his alliance. But the mere thought uh, caused the Lord's divine nature to shudder at such a concept that he replied sharply you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Again, that's from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 6, 13. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. As much as Satan enjoyed the distinction of being the prince of the world, a distinction only sin had enabled him to achieve, Satan coveted something else infinitely more. What Satan wanted was that which is most characteristically and exclusively God's, and that's worship. We should only worship the Lord our God. Satan uh, tempted Jesus with that. Now, what 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 does Satan tempt us with? If, Satan tempted Jesus with all the power and all the glory of all the world. And he tempted Judas with 30 pieces of silver. Can you see the difference in those two? All the power and glory of the world. And Christ turned him down. And he tempted Satan I mean, he tempted Judas with 30 pieces of silver. Gee whiz. You know, money is here today and gone tomorrow. You know, before this started, my, my sister was, uh, and I, I love her, and bless her, and, and don't uh, think I'm amusing I'm, I'm her in this uh, except to make a point. She, she told me I was ready to retire. And because of what happened over this last month, that money is gone. Uh, obviously, we hope it comes back, but it's gone, you know. And so now she's going to have to work another year or two. So, you know, you t- you look at things and why would we be tempted by something that just, you know, it's not going to last uh, forever. Uh, 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 I learned a lesson once that was very costly. Have you ever prayed, uh, God, I'll give you all the glory. You pray and you ask for something and you say, I'll give you all the glory. Well, I did that and amazingly it, it, it happened. And you know what? I was so caught up in the fact that it happened that it, that that prayer just kind of faded away for a while and then one day i realized the mess i was in was because i wanted the glory you know i didn't stop and give god the glory that's a mistake that will really really knock your socks off if you're not real careful okay so God, uh, Jesus turned down the glory of all the nations of the world and Judas sold out for 30 pieces of silver. It is my prayer and my hope and my, uh, my thought that this class, everyone in this class would hang on to the fact that it's God who, who we need to worship. It's God who we need to serve and not man and not the things of this world. Okay, uh, the next, uh, the last temptation. Now, if you look in Matthew, these temptations are flipped. And I tried hard to figure out why. And and I I really don't think it matters. They're both there. They're both uh, included. It's just one was in one order and one was in the other. But in verse 9 here, we we look and, and see. And then he took him up to Jerusalem, and set him in the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If again you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from there, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him again, It is said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Okay, what he did here is he took Jesus to the to the highest point of the temple. Now, the height of that point is even increased because just below that point is the Kidron Valley. So, if you if you ran a plumb line from the top. It wouldn't just stop at the base of, of the temple. It would go down deeper in, in, into the Kindred Valley. So he, he literally took him to the pinnacle, to the very top uh, of, of, of the uh, temple. Okay, and when he had him there, he said this, cast yourself down for it is written the Lord will, co- will have his angels to watch over you. And what he's trying to get Satan to, what he's trying to get Je, what Satan is trying to get Jesus to do is to test God. To test him and see if in fact that he would, that he would keep him uh, from from hurting himself there. And 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 this is probably uh one of the most important uh, areas of the Bible. It says here and Deuteronomy 6, 13, 16, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test as you tested him in Masada. Exodus 17, 7 then adds to that, and it said, he called the name of the place Masada because of the quarreling of the people of Israel because they tested the Lord by saying is the Lord among us or not? Is the Lord among us or not? Now Satan knew beyond a doubt God was not going to let his son uh, be hurt if he did cast himself out uh, down. But Jesus knew it wasn't, it wasn't in his uh, ministry to do that. He wasn't, to, God would have done it. God would have done it but he would have done it out of the order of Jesus's ministry okay now verse 13 it starts to explain why a lot of uh, all this temptation took place it took place because of this for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin Hebrews 4:15. in other words Jesus was tested not to see if he would fail but he was tested so that you, you got to remember Jesus was 100% man he had he was God was showing him what this felt like to be tested okay could Christ have sinned during the temptation? Absolutely not. God cannot sin. In the Bible it declares, first of all, in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he knew no sin. In uh, Peter 2.22, it said, he did no sin. And in John, 1 John 35, he had no sin. So the one who had no sin went through this endurance to to see what it was like for us to have sinned, not to see if he would sin. What then was the purpose of the temptation? The purpose was not to see if he would sin, but to prove that he could not sin and to provide the believer with an experienced high priest. J. Vernon McGee, tells a story about the difference between testing and tempting and, 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 and it's a good little story. He said he grew up near the Brazos River in Texas and during the summer, the Brazos River is dry. It's just a trickle. But in the winter, when the, when the rains come and, 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 the, and the water rises, you could float a, a battleship down it. And he said one winter it was, ter- it was unusually bad and the water washed the trestle away that the railroad used for it to, the train to go across the river. And so the, en- the railroad sent the engineers in, they surveyed, they measured, they built a new bridge. It didn't look like the old bridge. So the people didn't trust the new bridge. They complained, they griped, and they said, this bridge will never hold up. It'll never hold up. And so it went on and on. And finally, the railroad sent a train strictly of engines. Now, if you stop and think a minute, a boxcar is very light compared to the weight of the engine. So they, they sent a train hooked up with just engines. It got to the, to the bridge, it went across it, the engine on the other end came back, it went across, it came back, and during all that, did, he says this, did the railroad engineers arrange this experiment to see if the bridge would hold, or did they do it to prove that it would hold? You see the difference? Did they do it to see if the bridge would hold? There's that word. If you are the son of God. If this bridge will hold. Well, there's there's absolutely no doubt what they proved. The obvious answer there may be applied to the purpose of Christ's temptation. You know, Christ was tempted so that in every way he would understand the things we go through in everyday life that tempt us. And you know, sometimes uh, we're most tempted when we're farthest away from God or farthest away from the Word of God. Uh, that's why it's so important to, to, to start every day asking Jesus to, and the Holy Spirit to lead us through this day so that the things we do in this day may be a reflection on God, not a reflection on us. And, and, and that, that sin of ego is one that will just eat you alive if you're not careful. You know, we want to do things and then we want to give a pause so they'll have plenty of time to clap. You know, all the praise and glory belongs to God. And and he uses a lot of different things. I've heard many a testimony during this last month thanking God, thanking him for the peace and the quiet that's going on during this turmoil. Now, you, you see and feel the turmoil going on if you turn that television on every day. But if you just be quiet and listen, you can almost hear God saying, slow down, slow down and honor me. So uh, as, as we end, uh, this is a lesson that the more you read it, the more you think about it, the larger, the bigger, the stronger it really gets. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, uh, I thank you for these words from your Bible. God, Jesus used an answer from your word to fight every temptation. And God, it says that your word is sharper than a two-edged sword. And God, God, I just pray that every member of this class, every member hearing and and listening to this word would remember that authorities and governments and presidents and emperors, all of this isn't in charge. You you are absolutely 100% in charge and we thank you for that. God, we ask that you bless this class, keep them well. Keep them healthy. Bless our church, God. Build a hedge around it and don't let the virus in. Heavenly Father, please go with us as they make decisions to open our government back up. Let it be in your time, God, so that it will be a a, a successful flow. God, we thank you for watching over us. God, I just, I just wish I had the, the vocabulary, God, to tell you how much we honor and how much we glorify and how much we appreciate God that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. God, just help us to believe with all our heart that on that third day he arose and God, he arose to defeat sin. And we, we thank you for it. Forgive us when we fail you. Go with us, watch over and care for us for it's in your holy name we pray, amen.